Every life tells a story, and through that life, an even greater story is being told. Today, we're going to talk to Mary Bates. She's one of many voices of faith. host of Voices of Faith, and I'm happy to have Mary Bates with me today. Mary is the director of the Ohio District Lutheran Church Missouri Synod Disaster Response, and I'm really, really happy to have her with us today. So welcome to Voices of Faith, Mary. Thank you, Pastor Mark. I'm very happy to be here with you today. Excellent. I like to always start out by asking my guests, what was your upbringing and how did it help you to discover who God was? Well, Pastor Mark, I grew up in the United Methodist Church in a very, very small rural community called Mountie from Ohio. I live yet to this day on my family farm that goes back to 1805. So I'm one of those born and raised Appalachians, Mm -hmm. and we love God with all of our hearts. That's what I've discovered having served in this area now for over four years, and what were some events or, uh, you know, things that happened in your uh, young adulthood or your childhood that really stood out to you as far as sensing God's presence in your life? Well, Pastor Mark, growing up, I always attended church. I always went to Sunday school. I always felt that I had been serving God, and Becoming a teenager, I did everything as far as youth group, and I was always busy, always supported the church. And then becoming a young adult, I felt that in some ways I needed to do more, but I wasn't really sure what that meant. So progressing through life, getting married, having two children, again, I still felt I was serving God, I was loving God, but I thought maybe there's just a little bit more in life to what I'm needing to do. So in my lifetime, working in a pizza shop, at one point we had a whole chain of pizza shops, and there we started handing out Bibles. It was handing out Bibles that I felt, okay, now I'm on track. I'm really doing what God wants me to do. And then in 1998, a flood hit 1-4th of Ohio, all of southeast Ohio, flooding out over 4,000 families. My house sits up on a hill. My ancestors built right. They knew not to build down in the valleys. Mm -hmm. And by building up on the hill, we were okay from the flood, but then a tornado hit it. And it looked like a semi-truck had driven into the end of the house. Mm. There was over 15 truckloads of debris in our yard. And then my neighbor was killed. As we know, in so many disasters, people are often injured and often there is a loss of life. And we were not prepared. 
And I really felt that God maybe had just abandoned me at that point. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure why this bad thing had to happen to me, why my neighbor had to die. And then Lutheran Social Services, which is a social ministry organization and a recognized service organization of all of the Lutheran churches, called me and asked me to come and work for them as a disaster case manager. Well, as you know, Pastor Mark, I promptly said no. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the middle of my own disaster. I was very upset. And I did not need another job being self-employed in the pizza shops. And over the next six months, I saw how poorly disaster response was organized. Now, remember, this was 1998, and FEMA was not at all as well organized even as it is yet today. And finally, after six months with Lutheran Social Services still asking me to come and work for them. I said, yes, I agreed to a six-month contract. Mm -hmm. Well, Pastor Mark, that was 16 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And by saying yes to God's call to come and serve as a disaster case manager, I am now the director of disaster response and I am in a position to work through the churches, such as Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church, serving hundreds and sometimes thousands of people each year who have lost everything through no fault of their own. You know, there's so much in what you've said that I would like to get into a little bit deeper. Um, One thing is, it sounds to me like one of the things that you were searching for as a young woman was a deeper sense of discipleship. Yes. And that is a real live conversation in many churches right now. There's a realization that membership is good and churches need members, but that's not the be-all, end-all of being a Christian is being the member, a member of a church. It's uh, being a disciple and a follower of Christ. And it, you found that, you, you, but it, you got into that in uh, a way that you weren't necessarily anticipating. So uh, what I want to ask you is you mentioned in the wake of that disaster that took your neighbor's life, you had some strong feelings of abandonment, and bewilderment, you know, sort of how could God let this happen? Can you talk to me about how you dealt with that and how you moved through that to a point where you are now able to minister to other people who are asking that same question when it happens to them? Well, I joined the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Okay. (laughs) And for those listening, that's for Pastor Mark here, as he is a uh, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod pastor, so I knew he would appreciate that sense of humor. Really, for me, Pastor Mark, in looking at those kinds of feelings and those kinds of emotions, the important part was my church family was there for me. And for those of you listening that 
when you attend church, when you're in fellowship with other Christians, and when bad things happen through no fault of your own, that your church family as God is right there for you, right there to surround you with their love, right there to support you, love you, care for you in whatever way possible. And through all of that 1998 disaster, my church family was there for me. My own family was there for me too, but it was the church family that really, really helped me work through all of those many, many feelings and helped me understand God does not ever abandon us. We may turn away from God, and often we are the ones who do turn away from God, but God will not ever, ever turn away from us, and we need to be able to acknowledge that, and it's our church family who helps us to acknowledge that. So if any of the listeners are sitting there alone today without a church family, I encourage you, I implore you to reach out Go to church somewhere, find that church family, because bad things do happen in our lifetimes. I've come to realize that the church is often at its best in those type of spontaneous um, service to those in need, you know, in the wake of a disaster or in the wake of a personal disaster of a church member. That's when you see the people rally around that in a very moving sort of way, and in a way that maybe when things are going well, quote-unquote, there's not that sense of togetherness, and it's when there is a a crisis that people step up to the plate and help, and I'm I'm sure you've seen that more than I have from where you sit. Mm -hmm. Through each one of the disasters, Ohio averages three disasters annually, then In the larger world, we have disasters such as Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Sandy on the East Coast, the earthquake in Haiti. And each one of us, as Thessalonians says, faith without works is dead. The verse, though, that really speaks to my heart is Jeremiah 29, 11. For the Lord saith, I know the plans that I have for you plans to bring you hope, plans for a future. I know God has a plan for me. I don't always know what that plan is. And I know that as I gather together with my fellow Christians on Sunday morning, that I'm constantly growing in my faith. I'm learning more. I'm able to do more in service With the whole purpose being that when I respond to a disaster, I'm responding to share God's love. Jesus died on the cross. He was resurrected on Easter Sunday. He conquered death so that we may have everlasting life, eternal salvation. By conquering death, Jesus has given us our future. He has given us our hope. And in times of disaster, when people are feeling the most hopeless, it's often because they don't think about the sacrifice 
Jesus made for each and every one of us. So through disaster response, through the congregations, and I work with hundreds of congregations. I work with networks. I work with the government. I'm able to always keep Jesus first and foremost, helping people to remember of his ultimate sacrifice of his life for us and that when that disaster strikes us, even with the death of my neighbor, I know she found salvation through Jesus. Mm -hmm. She was a very faithful Christian. Her husband was a pastor, still is yet to this day. And I know she's in heaven. I know for all of the bad things that have happened to me, that I have witnessed in times of disaster. I know God has a future through his son, Jesus Christ. I really appreciate that. We're recording this in the wake of Easter, and so some of these thoughts are very fresh in my mind. And uh, what has really renewed itself for me is this idea of the resurrection of Jesus removes fear from us. It just completely sets all fears aside, including fear of death and the grave, maybe especially fear of death and the grave. And I would imagine, as you have said, that that is one of the most powerful messages that you can bring to someone who's lost just about everything and is really questioning uh, those things. That's, and it also enables the Christian person who's putting themselves in that situation to help it removes fear from their lives because there's a lot of unknowns when you walk into a, a crisis or a disaster that's just happened. And it'd be very easy to not walk in there because of fear. Mm -hmm. And the resurrection of Jesus sends us in there because there is nothing to, that we have to fear. On a different, slightly different note, what can churches do, Mary, to be as prepared as possible for a disaster in their own community? Well, there are a number of things that are available. I have resources through the Ohio District of Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod website. In addition, people are welcome to contact me personally. Congregational preparedness, each congregation is encouraged to have a disaster plan for the facilities. And within that disaster plan, I have included suggestions for insurances, suggestions for um, what we call a tabletop exercise so that members are not taken by surprise if the tornado warnings go off on a Sunday morning. Um, in addition to that, each family is encouraged to have a survival kit which is a three-day supply of water, basic food, non-perishable food, um, additional items that are safety and are able to be grabbed. When a disaster strikes, you need to evacuate immediately and grab that survival kit, evacuate, and be able to save yourself, protect yourself in a disaster. If a family and a con congregation has a disaster plan in place, then that disaster is not nearly as 
scary as when you might be unprepared. So through these plans and these resources that are available, each person, each congregation, each agency is able to be prepared for when that next disaster strikes because it will destroy, it will strike mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. And if you have, you know, there is a disaster in your region and you are not affected by that, say as a, a congregation, and you want to help those who have been affected, what would the basic steps be um, for getting involved and sending, you know, groups of people who may want to volunteer Call in some me. way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. <laughs> and I may laugh at that, but <clears throat> after 16 years, Pastor, of being able to help coordinate, and as you can see, I have a T-shirt on that says Disaster Coordinator, mm-hmm. that... Being able to coordinate resources, volunteers, and it's through your congregation, through your church, for any of the listeners out there, each one of you who who are part of a faith-based organization have a mechanism to do disaster response. Your time, your talent, your treasures, and most importantly, your testimony is so important Get out there and volunteer if you're not physical, physically able to volunteer, as most people see on the TV. Then there are other resources that are needed. Sometimes I need people who can just answer the telephone for me. Mm-hmm. We have a disaster warehouse down in Caldwell operated by what's called the HARP Mission. And I hope, Pastor Mark, that you have the director of the HARP Mission come and do a podcast with you mm-hmm. sometime soon. In addition to that, the Lutherans have a warehouse in MacArthur, Ohio. We need volunteers there. But most importantly, we need your testimony. We need your prayers. We need your spiritual support. So people will understand God doesn't turn away in a disaster. It's us that turn away. Yeah. I'm really interested, Mary, to ask you about... What have some, I, I, you know what I mean when I use this term, what have been some success stories been in the outreach that you've done or the response that you've done? Um, any specific situations that come to mind? Where do I start? <laughs> I think, Pastor Mark, for me, um, there are so many success stories of seeing someone who the morning after a disaster strikes, a tornado, a flood, perhaps an earthquake, and they're standing there and looking at nothing but a foundation left of their house. Their entire lifetime of material memories is gone. And I can speak to that. I know what it's like to lose half of my house and a lot of the items inside was taken by the tornado. Photo albums are gone. One of the success stories that really, really touched my heart 
was an older woman who had lived in her house for 80 years, and her husband passed away three days before a 14-foot wall of water hit her house, mm-hmm. took the house clear off its foundation. Everything was gone. And in Betty's case, she had a church family, and the church family gathered around her. She had a place to sleep that night. She had family. She had the church. And we supported her rebuilding her house. It took us about six months, all with volunteers, all with donated labor. Mm -hmm. And everyone in the community collected up pictures of her, her husband, her family. And when she walked into her newly finished house... She had new furniture, lost all of her antiques. We couldn't replace those, but she had new furniture. But on the walls were all pictures that was memories for her Mm -hmm. and momentous for her that she was able to start new with at the age of 80. Wow. What was her response when she walked into that house? She was so happy. She was just amazed that we as volunteers, that we as the church was able to rebuild a house for her and be able to furnish that house so that she would have some memories of her husband. Mm -hmm. That's spectacular. Yeah. Anything else that you can think of uh, situations? I need volunteers. I'll just say that anyone who may be listening who has felt that little nudge from God, I would love to have them call me. I'd love to have them volunteer. I would like to have their donations and material goods for the families that we serve. I'd like to have them be able to reach out and answer God's call, to be able to serve and be able to fulfill God's plan for them. So I'm always needing volunteers, Pastor Mark. All right. And if somebody wants to contact you, if they feel that nudge that you're talking about, uh, can you give your contact information so they can make that connection? Sure. They're welcome to call my office phone number at 740-732-6700, or they can call my cell phone at 740-509-1132. Okay. Well, Mary, I'd like to thank you for giving your time today and some of your story, and especially the stories of those that you've helped. I think that that is really where our our key is in looking at, you know, if someone were to ask you, why do you do this? You know, seeing the, the people being cared for in Jesus' name is the key to answering that question. And I I really appreciate that very much. If you would like to contact this program for any reason, I invite you to use our email address, which is faithpodcast at outlook.com. Again, that's faithpodcast at outlook.com. Once again, thank you, Mary Bates, for joining us today. And I would, in closing, remind you that weeping may remain for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen.